AU. You're listening to Sloancast, the one-stop shop deep diver. We discuss anything and everything about the greatest band of all time. Chris Murphy, Patrick Pellin, Andrew Scott, and Jay Ferguson, collectively known as Sloan. We are your fellow superfan hosts. I'm Rob. This is Ken. Ken, what's up, my guy? This is our first uh, all-Canadian episode of Sloancast. Coming <laughs> that- to you live coming to you live from my father's basement in ottawa ontario canada today <laughs> uh and uh doing well and i'm 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 happy that we're able to t- touch on a topic that will hopefully be a fan favorite i love ranking stuff i personally <laughs> love challenging myself to going into you know my 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 own thoughts and putting things out in a neatly sorted list uh and that's what we're going to be trying to do today is ranking the Sloan album covers from uh, least favorite to favorite. Uh, and I, I will say uh, before we dive into that, that we had some criteria in mind, but that neither Rob nor I know what the other person's ranking is going to be. So we'll be jousting a little bit uh, going through this, this routine. Yes, sir. I'm excited to dive in. And and I feel unfortunate about using language like least favorite because <clears throat> I mean, like their least, my least favorite album cover for them would be any other band's like greatest album cover. And so it's sort of like it's it, it, this was really tough for me, honest, to have least favorites. It was more right. just like, you know, I got to have this one over this one. Got to have this one. over. It was it was a lot of, uh, you know, having to fold and uh, argue with myself. And so it, I did a lot of hair. I'm basically bald now. I was pulling my hair out. Um, but I do want to mention, uh, as we mentioned in, at the beginning of the previous episode, uh, for those out there who are so inclined, check out uh, Emily Plunkett, who's a friend, listener, super fan of not only the band, obviously, but the podcast, thankfully, uh, and other great podcasts like the Sloan Selection. She's been on there uh, campaigning for Sloan uh, to be uh, selected and added to the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, which obviously is such a great idea. Um, she has a uh, petition, <clears throat> which you can sign if you go to her Instagram account, which is at Sloan, the number four. And then CMHF, which is Canadian Music Hall of Fame. So once again, at Sloan for CMHF, find it there, sign the petition, you know, share those posts. And I think it's just going to be like a nice little slow ride, like fog hat, you know, as we cruise off into the distance in this band, we just get the word out there, get people sort of chit, chit, chit chatting about it and put it into the ether, get people talking about that this band deserves this, uh, especially yes. after 30 years, but uh, a nice little, uh, badge for this sort of era 30 years in boom a nice little uh you know what would oh as jay would say like a nice little mint on the pillow that makes no sense in this reference but just like a nice little treat before they proceed into the next half of their career or whatever god it's the andes that you get with your double espresso after dinner thank you exactly do andes still exist or is this 1998 let's pretend they do uh, anyway, yeah, Sloan for Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Get the word out. Share her posts and, uh, you know, share it with other people who are friends of yours. And if you happen to know anybody at the Caras, uh, talk to them too. Anyway, uh, so album artwork. For me, and I mean, yes. that's just to kind of get into this conversation here, uh, a couple of good, couple of points. For me, the album artwork, you know, along with the visual of the band themselves is to me almost as important as the recorded music as itself you know and, mm. and 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 bad artwork can make a great album seem lesser than and for me great ar- album artwork can can make a lesser album seem more important or have more gravitas i remember like i've worked for years in record stores and stuff in the past and you know it, i i would you know you'd hear about an album by somebody you go check it out and that's what it looks like oh my god yeah. you know like yeah. uh, or there's some 
you know, terrible. You, you see a record cover and it's just like, oh my God, this thing looks amazing. And you hear it and it's terrible. So, yes. um, so thankfully we're, we're talking about the greatest band of all time who have incredible taste and have taken some right. incredible inspiration and so much thought and time put into this. And they are clearly, you know, record fans as well. And they're fans of aesthetic mm. and whatnot. And so they have an incredible collection of, I would suggest some of the greatest album covers of all time um, that, you know, and you can, line line them up next to you know the greatest bands that other people would uh talk have that conversation about you know where you know where the the artists themselves are on the cover like the beatles and the rolling yeah. stones and uh blah 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 as you know the bands we've talked about. and i i'll add here before we uh delineate the criteria by which we're choosing our rankings that big time bands on major labels will often get artists to do their their album art for them mm. right whereas sloan in part due to their art background in part due to their uh, enigmatic control over the entity that is the band do it all themselves it's not like you know it's not like they're doing every single tiny bit in the creative process um but it's a super hands-on thing for them so mm. it's they, they on the one hand have complete control over that uh, visual statement that's going to accompany the music. On the other hand, it just underlines the the artistic genius of these guys, uh, and uh, it's going to make for some really interesting discussions when, once we delve into our preferences and into our rankings. Um, and maybe this is a good point to just mention what we're dealing with here. We're not looking at every single release that the band has put out, and we're not looking at the entire album artwork and there's some great insert artwork and there's some great reverse artwork uh, in the catalog we're strictly looking at the album covers as well as a few extras and I, I think we can chalk this down to sort of the major releases so the 12 and now 13 lps including steady yep. are going to be looked at uh, we're also going to look at the two i'm going to say major eps that have been released so hit and run as well as peppermint uh, and we're also looking at the one official live album, Four Nights at the Palais Royale. We're not going to look at the bootleg live albums. Um, we're not going to look at the greatest hit stuff for the singles. Uh, there's some great artwork in there. There's some not-so-awesome artwork in there. We're going to focus on those 16 releases centered around the LPs, including Four Nights and the two, uh, and the two EPs that are the official sort of core of that catalog yeah man it's so funny you mentioned a second ago the idea of a label whether it's a major or in some cases like a, a a bigger indie having an art department and sort of doing the artwork for somebody like if i was an artist i mean I, it would be so tough for me to like just completely put my trust in somebody else and be like visualize this music like i guess yeah. there are some people who just can't do that or whatever but yeah I, I'll, I'll be totally candid here like i was working at an indie won't say who a few years ago and was looking at a record cover won't say which one and i was just like god that looks like shit and the guy who had done it was like right there he's like i i made that i was like oh <laughs> anyway um i don't know if it was if it was that constructive brutal. criticism I yeah i don't know if the conversation was that brutal maybe i'm remembering it more entertainingly but message me on instagram i'll tell you what album that was but anyway um yeah it's crazy to me that that that, that even exists and thankfully with this yes. band obviously they that really hasn't occurred uh right. and uh, so they have this incredible 
you know, uh, discography of amazing album covers. I mean, for me, I would put a frame around each and every one of these and put them on the wall. And uh, right. I'm actually moving in a couple of days and plan on doing that. So bada boom, there we go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how you want to start here, man. I guess we're we starting at sixteen just, each, and I think as we go through, start at sixteen. Yeah, as we go and, through, we'll we'll reveal our choice to each other. Uh, it'll be really funny if our uh, <laughs> if our choices match up perfectly. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also mining the Murder Records discography Instagram account that we need to give a huge shout out to, uh, which is on Instagram uh, Murder Records underscore discography uh, that Chris has uh, so painstakingly and lovingly put together. All right, Absolutely. so who, who's going to go first here? What do we do? Well, let me let me start. Sure. Um, my number 16, I have Peppermint as my number 16. Okay. And so, you know, I laid out the criteria that we discussed uh, coming into this, the creation of this episode for which albums we focus on and what we're focusing on. I had some criteria in my head when looking at how do I rank my, my album covers list. Okay. And one of the most important criteria was how cool do the guys look? But this is one of three of the 16 that does not feature one member of Sloan on the cover, and it just seems like it's totally out of sync with what's happening in the rest of the catalog, right? And what we've heard from, I think, Chris most prominently, that, you know, thinking about your favorite albums over the 60 years of rock history, or however many years, what do you want to see the most? You want to see the band that you admire looking really cool, uh, in this case, it's not that. It's, it's the Polaroid of, of Jason Larson, the namesake um, of the band, the story that we've heard that, you know, in exchange for being able to use Jason Larson's nickname for the band, which was Slow One or Sloan, yep. um, he would be allowed to be featured on the cover of their first release, and, and he is. It's an upfront, overexposed Polaroid, kind of very 90s in that regard when i when i think about it the third eye blind album comes to mind when i look at this cover among others uh one of the other criteria that i that i had when creating this list was obviously font and and typography and how typography fits with the rest of the album artwork and this is a really just subtle lowercase uh sans serif sloan that doesn't really match up with any of the other fonts across the catalog so it's really a very proto type design which is fine it was their first release um but for me it's number 16 uh awesome i, I guess i'll touch on uh, peppermint a little bit and then when it, it's it's not my 16th so uh, i'll get to it shortly uh uh, spoiler alert um, but yeah let's let's quickly just chat about it for a quick second here and then I might touch on it again when we get to mine um, for me my criteria is sort of like the first impression of the album cover would I hang it on my wall and if I you know would would I desire to have this album cover be something that my band released you know like would I be proud mm-hmm. of it or whatever so um, for me I, like I would have killed to have my band's first release look this awesome for it to be like an inside joke or like an inside Say like it's the guy that the name the band was named after there on the cover. It sort of is, is of the time, I guess, a little bit. It's sort mm-hmm. of nondescript. It, it doesn't really tell you what kind of music the band is, um, but the name is there. Simple, right. you know. Like it's if if I were to look at the discography and somebody would say what's the first one, that's like I, it would be it would be my guess, you know. Right. Um. So right. yeah, uh, I think it's cool. Um. It's not all the way at the top of my list, but anyway, that's my it fits my criteria. My sixteenth is uh, hey parallel play from two thousand eight. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean like 
uh, where do I start? I think Jay, Jay's, Jay's quote here from the Murder Records uh, discography account says, about this artwork, I'm not sure it's the most successful Sloan LP cover, but I'm still happy we generated our own ideas for better or worse. The inspiration for the cover came from a brochure for a mental health facility that I uh, found in an old issue of Communication Arts. I think the... Uh, oh, he actually says, I think the cats at Sloancast have posted an image comparison. We did, and we will again for this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Uh, maybe it feels like we look too illustrated or something, or maybe it's the color combo. Hmm. Anyhow, I still stand by it, uh, but maybe we should have followed other ideas. I think Chris's sister took the photos on this, too. Thanks, Allie. Um, yeah, I, 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 and again, he mentions here like loving the parallel play title. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Murph's sister took the picture. I'm sure the photos are great, and the picture quality, like the, the guy, they look cool or whatever. But yeah, I don't know if it's the color of it or whatever, or that you know. And I've seen the brochure that he's referring to. Um, yes. You know, like the Sloan, the, the the name of the band at the top is sort of like digitizing and falling. Detetrising. You know? right. Yeah, it's like Adam Sandler and Pixels or something, and then it's and then that's informing <laughs> the picture of the band below. I like that sure. Andrew's up front. You know, we don't normally get that. Uh, we'll revisit that. He kind of looks like he's sixteen years old though in that picture. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, you can't really tell that he's going gray there, but uh, right. But uh, yeah, I mean the guys look awesome. Um, but just I don't know. For me, it's the one of the group that I would. I don't know. I would pass over it for every, all of the others. Um, right. I, I love Parallel Play the album, and we've been contentious about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, this this cover for me just is kind of like very bland looking. Um, yeah. And again, I'm talking about my least favorite cover in a in a grouping of of such incredible album covers that this one right. just goes last by you know. Yes. I think the the direction of the wind in both of our rankings is this, it we're, it's blowing in the same direction. So oh. uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. My number fifteen, I have hit and run for oh. pretty much the same reasons as my number 16 with peppermint i love the idea behind hit and run i love the font yeah for hit and run i love that like massive blocky serif font with a giant ampersand i love the color i'm a big fan of green i love forest green and i like this this idea that it was a photograph of a t-shirt which i didn't know until the murder records uh discography discussion mm-hmm. yeah but there's the band isn't there um so for me, that's I had to put it at the bottom. I couldn't put it anywhere near, near the top. I feel as though it's a little bit of a simple solution, which is in many ways, I think, what this EP was was about. It was a collection of, you know, songs that that uh, came together. I think quite spontaneously. I'm not sure if there was an intention of having these songs included in the next studio LP release. But um, you know, in, in that in that regard, I think the the artwork matches up well with the music, which is another criteria for me. Is that can you look at the artwork and kind of get a, a sense of what that album sounds like? So it's it's a little bit scrappy. It's a little bit do it yourself. Um, but by sheer virtue of the fact that we don't see Sloan on this cover, it's my number fifteen cool and it's my 15 as well hey so i will hey. uh, i will say i mean perhaps i don't know if this is inappropriate but you know if after talking about an album cover that we're not entirely totally 100 percent in love with is it appropriate to say what a alternate cover may have been I, I i would suggest for parallel play there is a photo of the guys from 2008 uh where they're sort of stacked it sort of a, looks like a cheap trick picture or something where mm. murph and andrew are in the front 
kind of sitting or kneeling and uh, Jay and Patrick are just are behind them. So they're kind of, they're kind of stacked. Right. Um, that is a really cool picture from the time. Whatever. Uh, hit and run for me. Yeah. Same thing. Like I love the font. I believe, is this the same font that they're using on the greatest hits release? If not, it's similar ish. This is more of like a blocky Western font. <laughs> I don't know. In, in my mind, it was similar. And, and, and I, I feel right. like the Sloan, font for hit and run was used elsewhere it's just my mind is going blank mm. but in yeah, my, the, in my uh, like yeah the the christmas releases and stuff around that time i believe were using a similar that's what it is that's probably what it possibly. is yeah that that because yeah. that came around out around within the year or so of the christmas release yeah the single but uh, yeah that's definitely what i'm thinking of Thank you for that. Yeah, so the Hit and Run EP, like, yeah, again, a f- fantastic EP, great collection of songs from each of the guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like, the same as you, sort of not uh, amongst the other covers, I have to just go with other covers. So by virtue of that fact, it's F15 for me. Uh, and really right. cool that it was actually a photo of a t-shirt. Like it was a screen printed shirt for the front and back. And I think uh, Jay even posted uh, within the past year uh, showing that they actually gave the shirt away and the person mm. who won it had posted photos of it. And uh, when they reproduced it for vinyl within the past year or two, uh, they, they reshot they had to get that. the t-shirt back. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they had to reshoot the back cover too and add that extra song in or whatever. So, right. Um, right. so really cool story there. And, and as, uh, as you hear this episode, we'll be posting these photos to social media and whatnot so look out for that all right so keeping in the same uh vein as my 15 and 16 you can guess what my 14 is i had to put smeared at number 14 right um i i dig the color scheme i i think that that combination of sort of red and yellow is is an interesting one It, it appears later in the catalog too i thought for the longest time that those were the guys on the cover. Yeah. I, I thought that it was sort of an abstract photo that had been taken and drawn on, which it is, but it's not the guys. It's yeah. it's completely different people. <laughs> and, and and honestly, I thought the same too. I don't know who I thought the person in the middle was because the, clearly the people on the front are smoking something. Yes. Uh, possibly cigarettes or jazz cigarettes. Who knows? I would have assumed yes. <laughs> Andrew on the left. <laughs> I would have assumed Andrew on the left, Patrick on the right, and some mystery person in the middle. Um, but right. Chris kind of gets to the heart of the matter here uh, on the Murder Records discography account when he says, sounds like, uh, oh, sorry, he says, it looks like us with big glasses and everything, but left to right, it's Dave Marsh, who mm. uh, did some time in Super Friends as their drummer, was in No right. Damn Fears, is currently in Joel Plaskett Emergency, fantastic local drummer, drummer to the Nova Scotia Halifax scene. Uh, yeah. yeah, incredible drummer who currently plays with Plaskett, he says. Um, Fiona Hyatt in the middle, which is uh, Andrew's better half. And somebody named Martha Hancock on the right, which is a name I don't recognize. Uh, so probably just a friend, you know, in the scene at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's in this photo. I, and I don't know who took the picture. Hey, co- <laughs> cover photo, Christopher Michael Murphy. There we go. Uh, so Chris did the cover for Peppermint and for Smeared. Boom, there we go. So the... The, the one endearing thing that I find about this cover is its early use of the original Sloan logo, which, yeah, which sort of appeared throughout the Geffen days, yeah. um, 92, 93. I, I believe it was also appearing in promo, promo material later than that, but was quite prominently used with the L jutting out of that box around the Sloan. So that's used on the front. Um, it seems like a bit of a haphazard use of font here, smeared as in a different font. Um, it's kind of plastered onto Martha's cheek because I guess that's the one spot that they could find it would work out well in terms of the contrast. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's, you know, th there are other reasons why this isn't my favorite. The interesting story about the white versus purple border makes a difference in the visual impression. If I were to visualize, I'm not at home right now, but if I were to visualize my LP copy, which is the UK release mm. of Smeared with a white border, it does look a lot better than that weird purple border mm. uh, release on the CD. And I was referencing the UK vinyl release, so I'm thinking about the vinyl copy uh, when, I, when I'm when I'm coming up with my ranking here. It, I, th I think if I were thinking about the CD release with the purple border, it I might have even ranked this lower. To be to be frank, yeah, it's my 14 as well. Hey, and um, <clears throat> I I love the the white border. Yeah, when I when I <laughs> I'm looking at my CD copy, which must be an original DGC, because it has the purple border on it. And yeah, I don't even notice the border. Whereas with the LP, the white border just pops. And I'm right. such a huge fan of a border on an album or an album artwork, and I don't have it anywhere else in discography. Um, so uh, we know what Sloan Steady wins the race looks like. Maybe on the next one we'll get a border. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, love the border. And yeah, for me, I mean, this one, again, the guys aren't on the cover, which is not a big deal. I, I would kill to have this as an album cover in my discography, in my cool sure. imaginary band or whatever. I love the logo, that classic Sloan logo. Can't get enough of it. Spray painted on everything. Um, but yeah, just uh, and, and I love even the fact that it's been that I don't know if maybe the negative was drawn on, perhaps, uh, by, mm. by Andrew or somebody. Um, to sort of um, enunciate, I guess, or just uh, right. add a different level of craziness to the cover. It has that purpley kind of Mary, Jesus and Mary Chain kind of color. Uh, you know, if I was looking to looking at it in the store, I would probably assume that it's that sound, perhaps, uh, at least yes. in 1992, 93. Um, so it definitely looks like it sounds for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's lower on the list only because these other album covers are so killer. So my number, where are we at? Number 13. My yes. number 13 is Parallel Play. We've already talked about Parallel Play. Yeah. Um, I, I ranked it a little bit higher than you. I like the composition of the album cover, if that makes sense. I feel as though it's very well balanced. Sure. Uh, I like the fact that the members are clearly visible. Patrick's hair is a little bit funky. I'm not going to lie. It's it's not his most successful haircut. Uh, and Andrew does really kind of look like he's, you know, 16 or 17 years old. I feel like the size of their heads is also very, very um, divergent on this cover. So it's like Jay's way in the background that gets accentuated by the fact that the, all of their bodies are the same color. So it, you know, gives it a bit of a four-headed monster impression. Yeah. And the one thing I think, though, that has irked me about this cover more than anything else is the fact that there isn't a whole lot of contrast in it. So it's different shades of essentially red or, or, or burgundy right. with their faces being a little bit lighter. But it kind of gets, if you lay down all of the, all of the records on the floor, which I do from time to time, hey. it kind of gets lost in the mix. It's, it's just sort of a red red blurb so that's i think maybe my my main bone of contention with parallel play and I'm, i must also add the words parallel play are not on the cover of this album yeah interesting isn't it yeah i think there uh, there would have been like i think i don't know if they, could, they call them hype stickers i want to say right. that it would have said that at least on the cd copy prior yes. to opening it um and an interesting note here i want to say that the the color the red is this the same red that exists on the four nights of the Palais royale release 
see um because they definitely have different shades of red that occur yes uh it, it, it might even be very similar to chris's uh, inside out jacket on the cover of price removed which we'll get to right. um it's not entirely because that red yep. that that four nights red should theoretically be the same red as navy blues that's red. used in the navy blues font much darker on though. the cover of navy blues yeah it, it, mm. but it uh, I, you know what it is it could be the same red for navy blues but just in the fact the fact that it's like a, a that the font is sort of smaller and you're getting less of it it right. doesn't look the same but right. yeah to me right. a, a and b in them they look very similar but uh, hey leave us a comment tell us what you think <laughs> Again, with my with my talk about parallel play, I, I hate to be uh, you know twenty year later, fifteen year later backseat driver or whatever, but backseat artist. But um, yeah, the the inside artwork has them along the border, sort of cut off at the eyes, and I always right. really liked that too. The, and, and so, right. in an alternate universe, there's an album cover where that's the cover, just like it, it's right. them straight along the bottom of the the artwork, their eyes, yes. and, you know, whatever. I don't know. But uh, or it's each of them coming up from a corner of the album. Uh, what am I thinking of? What's an album that does Red that? Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, Blood Sugar Sugar Magic. You know what the Sloan should have done is they really should have focused on Blood Sugar <laughs> Sex Magic and right. gone, gone that way. Yeah, it's tongue sticking out and whatever. Anyway, blah blah blah. <laughs> What's your number thirteen? It's Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Chili Peppers. <laughs> um, no, my thirteen is Peppermint. Uh, and we've kind of already right. talked about it. Uh, so yeah, Peppermint, I, I uh, would have would have killed to have this be my debut if, you know, if I'm like 20 years old, hey, this is my EP. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it gets the job done. And it's kind of cool too, because obviously they were doing this with the knowledge that they were going to be on DGC essentially. <clears throat> but it was sort of their way to sort of jump the gun. And Chris mentions this in the Murder Records discography, that it was their way to kind of have something out while there was this buzz going on they weren't going to wait around for dgc to put smear together it's like we want to have something out and and i think they had that forethought that we've talked about on the show before where we're going to have Mm. our own label and what that means going forward we don't exactly know but uh, this is going to be an in-house project and we're going to kind of keep it in the city and keep it in the scene and keep it under our own roof um you know very aware of what potentially laid ahead for them um so yeah incredible forethought on their part and um yeah Yeah. cool album cover for a first outing from this new band all right so we're up to number 12 and by you know sheer uh sheer act of serendipity i like uh, my number (laughs) my number 12 is 12 can i cut you off and Uh, say my number 12 is 12 too oh my god It's like we're separated at the hip. Or the rest of this list is going to be a lockstep, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. It's another album cover that does not feature the name of the album, which I, I guess is something for me that's important. I I like the color scheme. I don't. I'm not going to say I love the color scheme. I do find that the neon, almost neon orange and and, and magenta, kind of bite with each other, which I know is part of the the wished for effect here mm-hmm. I, li- I like the font i will put it out there though that this is a font that is not going to be something that's re- replicable across various formats and various settings so it's very much tied to the album itself which we know i think that the the guys look cool on the cover but i can hardly see them it's there there isn't a whole lot of contrast in the image um i guess you can tell by now that i'd like to have a highly contrasting graphic artwork which we'll talk about you know later on down the list but when i look at the cover i actually have to really concentrate hard on finding the details in each of their faces 
What does Andrew look like? What does Jay look like? What I do really like about this album cover is the, the effect that they were going for um, by trying to copy the um, Iggy Pop poster with right. the dot. Like the if you look at an old newspaper and how they or an old encyclopedia or something, how they printed images and with, with, with that dot style. They re- um, the, I think Jay referred to it as a dot matrix halftone design. Okay, well, there, that, that, that would be the technical term for that, I guess. Uh, and it's done very well. It's, uh, I will admit, though, that this is one of the album covers where I feel as though none of the four dudes was really thrilled to be posing for that photograph on that day. I'm not sure if that's the case, but the expressions on their faces, I, you know, there's sort of a fine line between trying to play it cool and looking, you know, a little bit disgruntled. Um, and I feel as though the expressions are trending towards disgruntled. I don't know if the, I doubt that's the case, but that's the impression that I get. I, it's a it's a great album cover. Um, I love the color scheme. I love the fact that it was paired with the color of the discs that were being that were being mailed out. But it's still still sort of on the lower half of uh, of my list. Yeah, uh, same. And uh, I think it was our buddy Aaron Pinto, or was it you? Correct me, because we have a little chat between the three of us where we're constantly just discussing Sloan over and over again, as you do. Uh, and he pointed out that the 12 on the reverse of the album, the one actually stacks over top of yes. side one and the two stacks over top of side two, which I hadn't even noticed. Um, so in that regard, I kind of you know, let them fly on 12, not being on the cover. And again, the hype sticker would have had 12 or whatever, but um, yeah. So having 12, so pronounced on the reverse, it's like at least 50% of the artwork on the back is a giant 12. Um, I think that's kind of cool, at least for the LP version anyway. Um, Yeah. yeah, You mentioned the Iggy pop poster, which uh, when I Googled it after, I think Jay or Chris mentioned it in one of their uh, comments, uh, there were a series of Iggy pop posters for the blah, blah, blah album, Yes. different colors and there is one of them that kind of lines up with the tone here it's sort of a purple with a very subtle perhaps orange in there um but yeah i mean like i like looking at the iggy pop one i unless you really zoom in on it you don't notice it as dot matrix um mm. and so for me i would have maybe preferred this album to uh having the guys have having the, the 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 visual of the guys being a little sharper maybe um right and and not so heavily dot matrixed and that and that could just be the copy that i'm looking at but anyway uh jay mentions here in, in the comments on the murder record discography once again thanks to the talented uh the instagram handle for this person is uh don't let's art um i don't actually know their name and i don't have my copy of 12 out to, to look at because like i said i'm moving um but he said for creating the sloan logo on the front of the lp based loosely mm. on a nilson harry nilson logo that i have on a promotional set of hits from 1967 uh steve oh i'm sorry the guy's name is steve did a fine job looked great on shirts and mugs too well done i agree i have a mug from 12 and i really like it um mm. and, and a hat as well uh so but yeah actually uh very cool so it's a nilson reference um, and, right. and honestly, the, the, you know, the Sloan logo there, it almost looks like a baseball logo, like the Mets or something, or has a very right. timeless sort of look to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So in that regard, it's really cool. Like, I, I like that take on their name as opposed to it just being a, a regular font uh, that you would select yes. from a book of fonts that I'm sure Murph has like 25 books of fonts. Um, but uh, yeah, so and so 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 cool. And in, in this regard, it wasn't a German art annual. It was like an Iggy Pop poster. 
Um, yeah, for me, this one is it's it's fine. I, I, again, again, I'm putting it pretty low down at number twelve. Ironically, what, one thing I will say about this is it. You, do you remember the lyric videos they put out for "Day Will Be Mine"? I think "Spin Our Wheels," um, and then I believe "Right to Rome" and. Was it gone for good? I th- they put out anyways. They they released four lyric videos prior to the releasing this album, and the style of the album cover was used in the four lyric uh, videos, and they, that that fit quite well with the musical feeling. So I know you know there are people out there who will claim that certain colors are associated with certain moods, and I think that this magenta orange combination does a fine job of reflecting sort of the feeling of the music in 12 which is kind of mature but also quite vibrant and youthful it's a lot more upbeat than some of the stuff on commonwealth for example yeah um so i feel as though it matches quite well with the actual content of the disc if this album came out in the 90s and i was working at murder records and uh ha- piped up in a meeting or something about album artwork i have no business being there but my suggestion <laughs> would have been like um what's the u2 record pop where Pop. you can once when you pull the booklet out, you can fold it to have one of the individual guys be your album oh, cover. So right. if you want to have an album cover with just Adam Clayton on it, his square is now <laughs> the cover, you know. Um, or if you want the official album cover, it's just four squares in a box. And I know that's kind right. of boring, but th- that would have been an alternate idea for this one. But uh, right. anyway, whatever. And then and then funny enough, we posted on the Sloancast account that there is a uh, Beach Boys, I want to say it's like a European bootleg or something. I, it was mentioned on mm-hmm. Sloan Music or Jay brought it up. And there was, uh, it's a Friends, I want to say a 12-inch or some sort of compilation by the Beach Boys from the 70s for the song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called Friends, I'm sure, after the song and perhaps a collection of other things. And it is the exact same color tone as the cover right. of 12. Yes. Uh, I'll repost this as well. It was posted on our Songcast account in February of 2021. And for anybody who wants to go back and look them side by side. Um, but just, yeah, really crazy. And it's and Jay even commented on, on our account that he'd never seen it before. So obviously it right. wasn't a direct uh, uh, inspiration. But yeah, kind of neat Beach Boys uh, right. reference in there. Just subconsciously yeah. <laughs> permeating its way into <laughs> into the Sloan album artwork. He's subconsciously soaking up like Rolling Stone magazines and punk magazines <laughs> from the 70s and, you know, all these incredible releases. Yeah, it's amazing. So my number 11, uh, maybe this is the first controversial one, I'm not sure. sure. My number 11 is Twice Removed. Mm. And I have that at 11 for a couple of reasons. Um, it's a an iconic cover i think in the in the catalog it's certainly the first cover of theirs that features the guys on the cover it's uh it well contrasted you know i mean you can see there's there's good definition um in the image you can see all the guys um chris is right up front that might have been a record label move i'm not sure uh patrick has his his cool uh, bleach blonde hair which I was only there for a few months or, or whatever. Um, Jay's kind of peeking in from the side. Andrew has his uh, sort of um, Degas thinker pose going on uh, and is, is being half-shadowed by by Chris. And the thing that's always struck me about this cover is that Chris has his Val Kilmer slash Jim Morrison doors like look going on with the pouty lips. You mean his actual um, face? 
his actual face. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel as though this this image captures that look um, quite well. It, yeah. it It's kind of, so there's no typography per se here. This is handwritten. Um, by Andrew. It's by Andrew. It's, uh, you know, that that's cool. It's kind of simple. It's not super graphic-y. I think in the range of Sloan album covers that this is just a bit of a lukewarm one because I like it. It matches the album. The album's also kind of, you know, in many ways, the contents are a lot more subtle and I'm not going to say lo-fi, but not as over-instrumented as as some of the stuff going on in Smeared. It's a little bit more uh, realistic, down-to-earth, but it kind of gets lost in the mix. I mean, if you look at some of the album covers, especially the album covers taking place in the albums after Twice Removed, um, that just really grab you right away and and and, and pop right into your eye. Um, it, it it certainly ranks uh, on the lower half of the list for me. It's not my eleven, uh, but uh, I, I'll be getting to it shortly. Um, I think this is the only album cover with a straight up just photo of the guys that's not treated. Is that correct? It is. I mean, in terms of, yes. well, I mean, we can talk about Between the Bridges, which is technically black and white. That's just a picture yeah. of the guys and they're kind of, you know, it's their full body. But in terms mm. of just like full color, uh, yeah, for me, this one is cool. I don't have my copy in front of me. I can't name the photographer. <clears throat> I feel terrible. Somebody shoot me. Uh, open up your copy of Twice Removed and look at it. Um, uh, look at the liners. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. It's Andrew's handwriting, you know, as opposed to like a sort of stamped logo or just a font. Uh, anytime there's something interesting like that that's not just a font and i love all the fonts too but uh is, yeah. is really cool it's like it gives like a sort of human quality to it um and, and on that topic there are other photos of the band inside too and we've seen in the in the twice removed box set some of the outtake covers where the four guys are sort of more in a in a line and they're all looking at the camera so there are definitely versions of this picture that exist where everybody's sort of just straight on um right but i really like the idea that Patrick is just not is looking down you know it's like mm-hmm. it's sort of a little left of center it's almost like um, you know you look at five photos and, and, and they're looking at the one that's sort of the most interesting looking as opposed to the one right. that shows right. everybody's face the clearest um, and right. I think there's an air of mystery there Andrew's kind of just peeking over Chris you know it's like right. hey who's that guy back there it's, it's sort of, so for me this photo is just very interesting uh, and right. yeah Chris is full on Val Kilmer pout on the front Jay's kind of doing <laughs> that too everybody's got incredible hair here by the way uh, sure yeah, Jay had just got, had the blow dryer user, or he maybe he just took his hat off after having it on for like three three hours or something. But everybody is just rocking incredible hair. I like that Murph's jacket is inside out. I love the color. I love the contrast of the yellow that Jay's wearing and the stripes that Patrick are wearing is wearing. Yes. Um, yeah. So for that, in, in that regard, I just love it. It's 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 got a black background. Uh, we'll see mm-hmm. that sort of come into play. It's interesting that the color scheme here of black, red, and yellow is 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 revisited a couple albums later on Navy Blues uh, very strongly, yes. um, uh, and then on on the, the latest record too, just a solid black background as well. But that's right. So for me, I really like it. It's a little higher in my list, and I'll talk maybe a little bit more about that when we get there. But yeah, twice removed. It's and, and again, I, I I feel like I am kind of. Um, uh, my my decision here is definitely influenced by the fact that this is just such a classic album too it's hard to tear it yeah. away from that you know and and, and in that in, in that same way you know after an album like smeared where everything is just like what, what's happening on the cover it's just sort of a wash of colors and artwork you know in the same way that they sort of strip back musically this artwork is just like boom 
here are these guys yeah. you know and it's just very yeah. simple here's what they look like and it's in it's very uh thoughtful and, and very artful yes uh so anyway getting to my <laughs> number 11 uh the double cross from uh 2011 is my number 11 I do really like that Andrew sort of essentially created these. And again, I'll say I love this album. Uh, you know, it's it's a shame that it's that it's eleven on my list. It really is again, like I said, only in that place because of the just the the albums that are going to come ahead of it. Um, but I love that it's yellow. You know, and I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw Sloan, it was at uh, UW University of Waterloo in '96 September, and Andrew was wearing like a yellow T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, I, for the longest time, I remember always going to like Valley Village and trying to find a shirt that looked like it, <laughs> but that always kind of stuck out to me. So I love that. And I, and I love that again, like, like you and Murph and plenty of other people do when you lay all the album artwork out, it really pops. It just pops out. Yeah. It just looks fantastic in concert with the other records. Uh, Jay's comment from the uh, murder records discography account is the artwork style was, uh, initiated by Andrew using a style that I forget the name of. I think it's just like, uh, like a silk screen, you know what I mean? Like creating a screen, mm-hmm. um, essentially taking reverse photocopied images, coating the paper in lighter fluid, and then rubbing the back of the paper in order to create a non reverse image on another surface. Um, mm. so that's a little further, that's a little further away from soul screening, but, but very cool. Uh, and, and again, we've seen, uh, we actually have a video, I think that Chris provided, uh, of the various double cross album art, uh, silk screens uh, in one video where you just see every cover that was done. Uh, the initial covers that were done, I think they did like maybe 50 or a hundred of them individually. Yes. And then one of them was selected as like the official cover and then colored. Right. Um, right. uh, but anyway, he continues here. Andrew began a number of these on onto black tip-on record sleeves in order to create unique one-of-a-kind record jackets. Titles on the back, too. They looked super, but after 15 or so, I think the fun was wearing off, understandably, as it was a laborious and strenuous process, uh, pressing heavily to rub the image onto the new surface. We wanted to have a Mm. good number of them to offer as limited edition items, so Chris and Gregory set up shop in my kitchen, and we knocked out another 50 or 60 covers. Okay, so it was less than 100. Uh, Mm. We were all ripped like Hulk afterwards because of the pressing (laughs) process. Anyhow, I think the covers looked cool, and I'm glad we all created these. I, and no kidding. I mean, like, these are handmade. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we chose the best one to use as the cover. Sorry, folks, we kept that one. Oh, they, they kept it. Uh, and use most of the rest to sell out of the gate as limited items. They also came with a signed card, so on. Yeah, so, I mean, I do really love the sort of physical, this was created by one of the guys in the band aesthetic of it. Um, mm. But, yeah, just it really double-crossed for me. I, I, like I said, I love the color, the purple with the with the yellow, and those and the way that that translated to the tour jackets on that tour as well is amazing. Yeah, uh, like those crown royal uh, coats. But uh, yeah, again, and, and I love the font. Uh, I love everything about it. And, and again, it's this is just going to be for the rest of the list. It's only here because of what is uh, what is ahead of it. I agree. I mean, um, I'll, I'll get to double cross pretty soon, um, and I, I want to make a note here that. For me, it was clear going into the rankings that my top four or five would be would would be the ones that I would that I'd always had in mind. My bottom four or five would be fairly clear. And now we're making our way into sort of the the middle <laughs> room where I think I think a lot of that stuff can can be it's interchangeable, right? Yeah, so my totally. my number ten in number ten I have between the bridges. Okay, cool. Um, which. I think is in many ways uh, 
an album cover that you know in, in some regards is very similar to parallel play because it's it's just a wash of color it's it's one you know it's or, or not color but a wash of gray um or is it cpi that it's hard to tell if that's a very light cpi i think it's just gray I, it's it's a great effect i mean the one of the only it is i guess the only album with the exception of four nights in which you have a full body shot of the four guys so you can kind of tell what what jeans they're wearing what shoes they're wearing yeah i mean the official um, discography yeah like four nights technically has that well andrew's sitting down so yeah i take that back so that's right yeah i'll shut up now but uh you know you see you see it's it's a clear picture and you can see the details of what they're in it you know that mirrors the aesthetic that was going on on the losing california video yeah. or vice versa probably um it's also got the cover itself has a crinkly paper kind of uh background feeling um this? i like the embossed the embossed um font i think this is umbria the all caps um font that's being used for sloan in between the bridges this is one of my favorite font selections for oh, the band it's classic yeah it's it's so clearly legible the vinyl itself i think it's actually embossed on the on the vinyl yep um and so it, it really pops out at you the dudes look super cool this is their peak hair period as far as i'm concerned between <laughs> between the bridges and and probably well it depends on how you cut it but uh pretty together like those two or three years their hair was just on point Pardon they're the in their prime they look super cool um you know patrick's got his, his thick rimmed glasses on there's a lot to love about this cover it's in comparison to everything that's coming on the list afterwards still a little bit mediocre it doesn't it doesn't have that same like pop to it that we've been talking about um but in in many ways i think the between the bridges cover fits super well with the music like th there's a lot of gray nuance in the songs on between the bridges it's, it's all sort of a wash together right so i think if if, if you want to have an album cover that uh that represents that then you want to keep it super clean you know you want to keep it pretty pretty simple uh and i think that they pulled it off well there yeah, this is taking a simple concept and just totally nailing it. Um, to me, the background image has always kind of looked like a wall, like a plastered wall or a painted yeah. wall. When I look at it on the uh, the vinyl copy, like really up close, um, you can kind of see the seams in the paint or whatever that is. Um, and, and I hadn't even noticed that until way later. At first, it just sort of like went right over my head. But yeah, um, <clears throat> this is definitely some pretty peak hair and you can tell like with the video that what they're wearing has been really thought about as well like the colors that they're mm -hmm. wearing obviously this is a black and white photo but you have to imagine that you know like chris and jay sort of like line up with their lighter tops and belts whereas patrick and andrew are a little darker on top um so just neat little decisions like that i mean if they were completely happenstance that's neat too but um yeah. but yeah uh, yeah i love this one as well it's a little further up my list i think i want to say uh this picture was obviously taken by the legendary uh sloan cast uh, guest Catherine stockhausen and photographer um <clears throat> and she commented that somebody named lee Toundro and i were nominated for a juno award for this artwork uh she says we lost finger 11 uh, am I telling the truth? I think they did lose to Finger Eleven, the greatest of uh, blue skies. Oh, was it that? No, was it? Uh, yeah, it was the greatest of blue skies, which is funny that that title 
and that horrible album cover <clears throat> has anything to do with this one, but whatever. And Jay chimes in with original inspiration for the LP cover began with a picture of the Putney Swope movie poster we saw and a book of notable film graphics. A simple stark black, uh, sorry, a simple stark black and white image that got a little more involved from there on out. More stories to come in the Between the Bridges box set. Holy shit, I can't wait for that one. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, so and we've posted on Sloancast as well the original Putney Swope poster, which is sort of just like a middle finger. Um, you yeah. can kind of, you can definitely see where the inspiration kind of came from. But yeah, love this album cover. And uh, yeah, what what else can I say about it? Fantastic. What do you got for number ten? Yeah, and my number ten <clears throat> is. Pretty Together. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right. 2001, Pretty Together. I'm sure this is like your top five for sure. Um, but yeah, I, again, oh, we'll see. again, this is we'll see. <laughs> this is only at 10 here because the rest of these covers are just insane. Um, but yeah, let me just pull it up here. <clears throat> I, we, we've, we've talked on previous episodes on the Pretty Together episode itself about that this was sort of a nod to the bookends uh, yes. picture that came with the, the, the Simon and Garfunkel album bookends. Um <clears throat> Although they're not entirely the same, um, that that picture is a little it has like sort of a black as the background, and then pu- sort of punctuated by the guys in the band. But the sunset or sunrise, right. I guess, is the same. Uh, I'll always remember and the construction. Yeah. yeah, the construction of it. I love the uh, <clears throat> 2001 live at much uh, in, <laughs> where the girl asked the question from the audience, like, "Is this sun rising? Is it setting?" And I think Chris says something about uh, it's definitely rising because we'll be around for a hundred years. Ayo, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> love that. Um, but uh, yeah, again, a picture taken by Catherine Stockhausen. She says, as memory serves, I shot these photos in the living room of Chris's apartment at the time. Uh, it was hmm. pretty tight. The non-cropped Photoshop version of the cover photo has a light stand and other gear showing on the left. I'm actually a fan of seeing that stuff in there, to be honest, excluding wall sockets. Uh, and she mentions the local rabbits album cover. You can't touch this. It has a, 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 an electrical socket on the cover. I don't remember the conversations around glasses or no glasses, but I would bet there was a glare that I just couldn't get around. Yeah, I remember this being a big conversation at the time. Merv is not wearing his glasses. What the fuck is going on? And he's not wearing them on the inside either. So this is definitely a choice. Um, You know, why not? It's totally fine. But I guess at that point, it was just sort of like, what? It was a total left. It was a left turn swerve. Um, But yeah, like Catherine says, um, she actually on her website, the Catherine Stockhausen website, and I think we've posted the photo too. She has the original photo, the original original, black and white of this. mm. And it is a fantastic photo. Like, and it's something that I would love to get a high res copy of someday perhaps purchase that and have it framed because this photo is just so incredible again amazing hair and everybody i love the sort of picture of the sunrise we'll say against the blue um it's not exactly the same blue from one chord it's it's very close yeah so just like again like i was saying awesome hair from everybody and (laughs) this poster i remember like i've said on previous episodes bmg because they had switched over to that uh, label as a distributor at the time had these yeah. giant pretty together posters all over toronto at the time yes and i recall uh it just even uh, a couple months ago at the sloan garage sale uh circa 2022 because i'm assuming that there will be more in the future which is amazing um but uh th- they actually had some of the posters there i recall seeing and i remember wanting to get one yes. and i thought you know what i had one back in the day i got rid of it i'll le- it's 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 my fate to not have it i'll leave it for another fan uh, right. But and I do actually want to mention real quick now that we uh, have talked about the topic of the the uh, garage sale occurring, 
I do want to quickly just pause for a moment and take a station identification here and recommend everybody go out and listen to the podcast is called 10 CDs for a penny. And the guy on the show uh, just interviewed Jay recently as of this recording, the beginning right. of August, 2022 uh, great interview from Jay uh, still fin- uh, crossing our fingers that we can get the man himself on our show as well. Perhaps a two year anniversary episode. We'll see. I don't want to jinx it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so really great interview from him there. So, so seek out that podcast and check out that interview. Um, anyway, yeah, fantastic. That just made me think of it when Jay mentioned that he that they're planning on doing another garage sale in the future. Perhaps it it maybe even being annually, which would be amazing. Wow. Yeah. So my number nine, which is where I'm at now, is uh, Double Cross. We've we've spoken about this already. Yep. Uh, for me, Double Cross uh, wins entirely on the color scheme. I think that that yellow and purple matchup perfectly it's like you you said crown royal i mean crown royal is more of a golden purple but um it, it has a very regal feeling to it very worthy of a 20th anniversary album totally yeah you know it's uh it it it, it hits you right on the nose uh i love the handmade quality of the album artwork i love the fact that it's uh, that that kind of lines up with the handmade quality of any Sloan album, but especially this one, um, that the four members of the band interweave on the cover in many ways. Andrew looks fucking cool as shit. Um, Jay's kind of got his after the gold rush, Neil Young stare uh, into the camera. Um, Chris and Patrick are both looking very contemplative. Uh, so the dudes look super cool. It's mid-career Sloan. They're 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 killing it. It's sort of, I think, in some ways, um, a victim of just how great the other uh, album covers on this list are. You know, so it's gonna it's gonna land at number nine for me. Uh-huh. But you know, one thing I, I will add here uh, is that just like study the use of colors across this band's catalog and how each album doesn't just pop because they're choosing complementary colors that contrast well with each other but how if you line up the albums and look at them in in sequence and look at them and how they they kind of play off of each other the whole the whole image of of that catalog is also very resonant right like and this album cover sits well beside parallel play it sits well beside pretty together it sits well beside action packed um it's nestled very well into the catalog so you know double cross for me number nine i mean now we're getting really into sort of the 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 heavy hitters here with the with the top half of our rankings yeah totally i will say again about this one i love that the actual sloan double cross title at the top is a little off like it's a little yes. slanted to the left i think that's really cool it has a real ha- handmade sort of quality to it uh, as well you can see throughout the image sort of like uh, you know pieces of other edges of of things like you know you can see where they were rubbing or you can see where uh, you know yes. different i don't even know how to describe it like different cut out pieces of paper were paste it together or scratch together right. um, so i love right. that you can see that i've had a lot of fun sort of de- trying to decipher the cover in terms of the positioning of the guys um because there's the there's my <laughs> whole i had a theory for a bunch of years there uh, similar to the paul is dead beatles thing where chris sort of has something unique going on with him on each cover um yes and i can get into that in another show or maybe we'll talk about it here but i like on this one that he's the one who's kind of facing to the right 
when you're looking at the album cover okay. straight on. <laughs> and Patrick kind of looks like he's singing I Gotta Know, like he's rehearsing or something. Um, and Andrew's right. clearly sitting at the drums with his sticks on his leg. And uh, yeah, and so uh, I like that Chris's sort of Chris's body language here, and I think I maybe even mentioned this on the Double Cross show, is uh, indicative of the laying so low lyrics. Like he's just sort of like a little bent over, his head's down. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I like yeah. that. And, and and again, we're talking about colors that sort of resonate between the albums. This yellow is very similar to Jay's coat on the cover of Twice Removed. Like you could probably, you know, find True. a little pixel finder and and get this exact shade of yellow within his jacket. Um, so, maybe so, they did do that. Maybe they did. I don't know. Who knows? I've been looking through the album covers to find that purple. I think that's unique. Um, right. Perhaps Andrew on the cover of uh, A Sides Wind, but although that's a little lighter. Um, but again, yeah, right. this purple, the dark purple over the yellow, incredible. You know, I, I yeah. feel bad that it was low on my list, but again, compared to the rest. I, I, I want to mention one more thing here because I, I didn't touch on the font of this, and I know it's it's sort of a it's a block it's a block serif font. Um, but the kerning on, and that, that is essentially the spacing between letters is always super tight on the latter half or maybe starting really with, um, it might even be starting with, uh, with one chord with that Helvetica font, but just the letters are super, super compact. It's almost as though they bleed into each other in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's very apparent on, on the double cross and it gives it almost that old timey printing press look yeah. like it, it they're, they're really cramming for space on a line so they have to they have to kern really really tightly and that's um that's uh one, one of the cool things i think about how sloan works with typography so sorry what number was double cross for you uh that was nine so you you have to tell me your number my nine. number nine is between the bridges uh and we've kind of okay. already have talked about it a little bit but uh yeah just love this one uh classic when it came out again this i'm surprised it isn't higher on your list to be to be honest i thought you'd have this in your top five yeah again it's really just only because the other album covers are so killer um yeah but again getting back to the similar colors gray here some somewhat reminiscent of the gray or silver on the cover of action pack and now sloan steady right. as well uh right. and then sort of that that yellow golden color I guess we'll talk about action packed in four nights when we get there, but there's a similar, that sort of orangey golden glow of the four on the cover of four nights matching uh, action pack. But anyway, uh, yeah. Right. So between the bridges, I don't know how much more there is to say about it uh, uh, that we haven't already said, but yeah, for me, it's number nine, number nine. Gotcha. Well then let's go right into number eight. Um, my number eight, Again, I don't know if this is controversial or not because I know that this is an album cover that's lauded in, in, in a lot of our sort of super fan circles. But I have my number eight as Commonwealth. Okay. It's certainly the one cover I think that, as, as Germans would say, dances out of line um, in the sense that it's, it's a photograph of a collage that the guys are not per se to be seen on the album cover, but it's, you know, drawn interpretations of them as playing cards oh. it's for me a really well executed concept i like the idea that each of the things on the cover represents a song on the album that's sort of like what well i, I think it's it's a cliche that pops up maybe in the 70s a lot on album covers uh you think about turnstiles by billy joel where each of the people going through the turnstile is supposed to represent a song on the album so it's, it's sort of a similar thing oh. Um, and it's it's actually quite well done because even 
listening to the album a couple of times, you can start to pick up on it. So it's not really uh, cryptic, you know, it's, it's, it's quite out there. I, I would argue that the cover is almost a little bit too busy for its own good. If you look at this cover in comparison to everything around it, it's certainly the one that has the most going on. So that might be one of the reasons why for me it's 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 quite low. It's also, you know, just it's a photograph, so it's not a graphical representation of of the band, with the exception, of course, of the playing cards, which are immaculately designed like it's really fascinating how good illustrators are able to use as few pen or brush strokes as possible to form a really identifiable representation of a a well-known person in this case the four members of sloan it's just like perfectly illustrated sloan faces on the four kings so great album cover it can't touch my top seven um but for me it, it, it sufficed for for number eight and i will add i love the font the super extravagant handwritten font that they're using (laughs) that's something that is so non-sloan in many ways but for whatever reason worked really well with this album it's very regal and again we were talking about complementary colors this might even be that button that's on the cover that sort of deep purple uh, might be the same purple that we're seeing on uh, Double Cross uh, just a couple of years sure. earlier. So very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, man, Commonwealth. I mean, for me, it's it's a little higher on my list. It's not uh, my eight, but uh, this this is a favorite of mine. And we talked about the cover here in depth on our triple episode about Commonwealth uh, that you can go check out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this currently. Um, but uh, and what I was talking earlier about Parallel Play and some of the other records where I was like, you know, an alternate idea for the cover could have been the insert photo. Uh, and the insert band photo here, kind of glad they didn't go that direction because uh, not one of the best uh, band photos, if I might say so. But right. Uh, right. Um, Although it is a fun kind of gang picture with everybody there, Hazlitt and Mike Nelson and Kev Rock and sure. everybody's there. Gang's all here. But um I love this. And, 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 and I think Murph at the time mentioned uh, his comment on Murder Records discography kind of leads into my next thought, which is the visual motif we went with was playing cards. We had drawings made uh, by the talented Steve Manali of the original four of us as kings. Jay is the king of diamonds. Murph is the king of hearts. Patrick, the king of shamrocks. Uh, and Andrew's the king of spades. Gregory is represented as a joker on the back cover. Jay made the collage uh, of references to the songs, which looks really sharp. I agree. And for me... It, because the album is split into four, mm-hmm. an interesting visual then is to just really play on that idea of an individual, you know, like this This could have been another idea where the album cover is split into four pieces or some other mm-hmm. example of that. But done way more artfully and thoughtfully here by Jay. I love the cards. And, and having the actual deck of cards is actually hilarious too. I, I love that. I have a deck and... Uh, I think yeah. through this show, Jay Coyle managed to get a deck to Aaron Pinto. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, that is some Sloan fan fate right there. Um, but yeah, all of the, the, the images on this, I could stare and have stared at this cover for hours. The old Dan's receipt where Jay used to work, the painting of the dog by Andrew, the locket, mm. uh, Murphy, the molar <laughs> pin, the, the dice are 13 under a bad sign. Uh, you know, yeah. the, and it's so funny. We were on the episode. I think we were just uh, positing about the three sisters painting it's there in postcard form right at the top of the album artwork i don't i don't even know that i originally had noticed that um the the little boy from the red balloon movie is carried away of course um i think those are shark teeth perhaps we deciphered 
yeah. or something. Um, but yeah. yeah, so much to look th- look at there, and so much on the back as well. Um, yeah, th- this is such an incredible album cover for me. It, it, it does kind of, you know, it, it does kind of ruin the aesthetic of the guys themselves being there. But for me, in this in this way, it kind of works. You know, um, yeah. I don't know if yeah. yeah. I don't know what the story was there, but I mean, if, if, however, they decided to just go with this image of just items, um, but I'm glad they did. It, it kind of makes the artwork kind of stand out uh, as opposed to just other albums, which are just sort of two-tone. So what, where, what, what did you choose for your number eight? I'm sorry. That's right. My number eight is Twice Removed. Uh, and, and, I've, okay. and I've already spoken right. about that one, but yeah, for me, it's a little higher. We're not, we're not too far off. We're not too far yeah, off. Yeah, not too far off. Like I said, again, just such a classic cover for me. And, um, you know, just as simple as the music on the record, uh, in contrast to the first record, just this is more, it's Spartan. These are these guys. This is what they look like. They look awesome. I love the gold writing as well, uh, that Andrew wrote, but uh, anyway, yeah, that's enough for me on twice removed. What's your number seven (laughs) guy? Seven for me, I put, I have four nights at seven. Mm -hmm. I think four, four nights is interesting because I think it pays it pays homage to a lot of those 70s um when, when live records were really starting to become a thing and there was sort of a, a, a heroic image of the band on stage and i think that this image of, of sloan was really kind of it's it's very indicative of, of of what it feels like to be at a sloan concert for for obvious reasons it was you know an actual concert pick it's using my favorite sloan font by far avant-garde uh, which you will know because we also use it for our podcast logo. The composition is, is really interesting. Uh, it's very symmetrical. There, there's uh, a simplicity to it, which I think is is interesting uh, because it's also this big giant like stage statement with the four, the lit up four, which is also a tip of the hat to Kiss Alive. Um, the Kiss, I think they had a giant illuminating kiss on stage um with with the incandescent light bulb illumination so very um non-led friendly uh but it was 1997 so come on uh or sorry 1998 It, it it continues in that color scheme which is what we were talking about which has become for me almost synonymous with a band that sort of red black yellow into white color scheme uh, the guys are in in, in mid riff, I guess, mid song, uh, and they look really good. It's also just one of the, like I said, one of the cooler eras of of the band's visual existence. Jay's got a striped uh, shirt on. He kind of looks still very youthful and and almost like teenagerish. I know that they were going after a. 70s ish live album cover when they were when they were shooting it for me this pulls that off perfectly uh there's you can even see in the 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 stage lights uh at the top which very much reminds me of uh i mean it's probably not intentional whatsoever but i I think it's live killers by queen have you do you have that album Uh, of course queen used to travel with this giant lighting rig um, and it was the technological wonder of 1978 or whatever it was when they recorded that album because they sh- had to ship it in a bunch of 18-wheelers. Uh, and uh, and so they wanted to make a, a point of showing it off whenever possible in their live killers 
album cover just shows this giant lighting setup and this tiny little band at the bottom. But uh, yeah, it's focused on the band front and center, but it's focused on the stage experience and what fans are, are seeing from maybe 20, 30 meters back. So does a really good job at that. Iconic font, great color scheme. Uh, for me, a, a worthy number seven on my top album covers list. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> I, I will say, spoiler alert, it's not my seven, it's my six. Okay. So I'll just say that now <clears throat> and then fully go into it. Yeah, I love the sort of understated posture of everybody, uh, you know, as opposed to the insert for Action Pack, for example, where everybody's like in full rock pose. I like that it's a little understated, c- considering how rocky and raucous this album is. Um, you know, Triple Live, fantastic. Obviously, like you said, inspired by Kiss Alive uh, and other live albums, I'm sure, of the time that these guys grew up with there was actually a great chart magazine article at the time where each of them discussed their favorite double live albums right uh, and if i can go through my mind here quickly to remember what everyone's was i want to say that murph's was obviously kiss alive i want to say jay or andrew had oh jay had uh, james brown uh andrew's was i want to say everly brothers maybe and patrick's was ozzy live <clears throat> anyway uh, just a little bit of an aside there but uh, yeah, again, love the font, the navy blues font, and the yellow of the Four Nights at the Palais Royale. You know, is probably picked out of one of the many yellows on the cover. Uh, that's a huge. F- uh, I, I love classic album artwork where they take the color of the writing that you see, and it's it's a color that's pulled from the image as well. <clears throat> this kind of ties the whole thing together. Um, you mentioned the symmetry of it. I think the four is like dead center. Uh, really cool. Yeah. I like the lights at the top as well. I like that everybody's sort of illuminated somewhat differently. Uh, Four Nights as well, somewhat of a reference perhaps to Kiss, who were uh, knights in Satan's service, K-A-S-S. So, so the four members of Sloan are also Four Knights. Right. So a little bit right. of a double meaning there. Right. I remember, I have some memory of Chris maybe referencing that at that referencing that at some point <clears throat> and i remember going to the palais royale i wasn't at these shows obviously i'm so bummed that i never was at this and we'll do a palais royale you know quadruple episode we should do four episodes on palais royale just for fun to keep the symmetry in place but uh um yeah i didn't go to the show but I, some years later i went there for some northbound northeast party or whatever and i remember just being there and being like oh my god this is the place this is where it all happened and oh my god it was just like walking on holy ground but uh, yeah, this is such a fantastic cover. Uh, like, uh, it looks so great as a 12-inch. Like being able to kind of go in and look at the detail in the photo, uh, which we know from Murder Records discography was taken by Catherine Stockhausen. But yeah, I love, I think Chris is in a turtleneck. He's got the lighter pants. Jay with the striped shirt looking very Brian Jones. Yes. Um, yeah, Patrick, everybody again here, fantastic haircuts. <laughs> everybody looks amazing. Uh, and yeah, for me, like if I could blow this uh, up to a giant poster and put it on my wall, I would. Oh, and, 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 and I'm planning on it. You need, like, you, this is so iconic. You're going to need you're gonna need a second house because you, you're going to have so much damn artwork from Sloan on your walls. <sighs> no shit, man. <laughs> I got to talk to a real estate person right now. But, yeah, this, this for me is just like this screams – this is the greatest fucking band of all time. Was, and it's and again, like I said, it's very understated. The, the visual image and, and the interestingness of the photo kind of tells the story and gets you engaged as opposed to the guys needing to pull some big rock pose or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've got plenty of photos of that, you know, from actual shows. And like I said, the action pack, the photo yeah. session, uh, you know, whatever. And again, 
I don't know if we're ever going to get a live album from these guys again. My hope and prayer would be that it's as cool as this cover. Yeah. Because this cover is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with this album artwork. At this point, you know, we've talked about so many albums so far. We're getting into territory where I'm going to start using the word perfect. Right. This album cover is perfect. Well, let's 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 take a step back because you still haven't given me your number 7. Sure. Uh my number 7. Let's get let's get into it. This is one neither of us have talked about yet, so I'm getting the scoop here. Okay. My number 7 is Sloan Steady. Okay. Wins the race. Okay. Uh, a record that's not even out yet. Well, do you uh, want to stores... do you want to know something? That's my number six. So we can hey, now and you know what? back full circle. I got to be honest. I switched these two at the last minute, so it's kind of funny. It would have okay. been the other way around, but right. uh, <laughs> that's funny. So let's just get into it here. Yeah, Sloan Steady out October twenty first, two thousand twenty two. And by yes. the time you hear this, maybe it's already out. Who knows? Yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk about it. Now, here's the thing: this album artwork is brand new. Yes. We don't know anything about it other than, you know, we've seen some of the various photos that they've done for press that are on their website and in their email blasts and whatnot. Yeah. Is this a reference to another picture? You know, is this a reference to Cheap Trick or some other band? Is this an album cover or a piece of art from one of the German art annuals? I guess I we'll, love the sort of... Sorry, I, go guess, ahead. I guess we'll find out soon, right? I mean, it's... I suppose, yeah. <laughs> it, it, looks, it looks as though it may have been inspired by something. I, fi- I find that the poses that they're all in, um, yes. you know, is... is, is uh, it reminds it's deliberate. Me of, it reminds me of something. It looks deliberate. Um, yeah. It reminds me of um, Craftworks um, Showroom Dummies, I think, re- release. I think they had like a, a, a Europe, European release of, of showroom, showroom Dummies where they're lined up i'm not i'm not sure anymore if it's them or if it's their their actual robots lined up in sort of silhouette form with their hands on their hips but it's always very deliberate and uh very symmetrical when when uh, ralf goes about doing album artwork uh but anyways that's probably not the inspiration whatsoever um i'm eager you know this is i said going into this that part of how I ranked the album covers was how well the cover matched with the actual content of the album. Um, we don't know that yet. <laughs> we have one. We have one track that we can base it off of. Um, this, I mean, you you've heard. I'm not sure if this is uh, giving anything away, but you've heard uh, more than I have uh, yeah. from the upcoming release so far, um, and it looks like. This is sort of almost returning to the roots of the band. This is almost going back to, you know, this could have been an album cover that, that they did in 98 for Navy Blues. This could have been an alternate right. Navy Blues album cover in some regards, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't have any of those sort of intersecting lines that Navy Blues has. Like, it doesn't have the sort of like uh, additional artwork. It is just right. a photo of the guys. It's black and white on a black background. Yeah, this to me says rock album. And I think there is something deliberate about the fact that Patrick and Chris are looking in two different directions. I want to believe that. I don't. I want to think that that wasn't just an accident. Right. Uh, there is something to Andrew holding the teacup or coffee cup or whatever it is. The only way I can logically explain that is if they took these photos at his house or somewhere near where he lives, so he just had that with him. Otherwise, there seems to be deliberate action there. And and the in the in the interior photo from Four Nights at the Palais Royale, which we were just talking about, was sort of a redone 
tribute to an old Alice Cooper picture of him and his band. Right. Uh, and Andrew's got the stick behind his arm and uh, Jay's kind of putting his hand out like together. There's a, there's a great side by side of those two pictures, which I, I think we should post to the account if we haven't already. Yes. Um, so this definitely feels like make this photo look like this photo a little bit. We don't know, but I love the scarf that's around Jay's neck. It looks like the same hat. If, if not one very similar from 12, yeah. uh, cause as we know, Jay can wear the hell out of a hat. So boom, there it is. And <laughs> we'll I we'll love the, Patrick- Jay's, the Jay's hat ranking on the next episode of slow, slow Okay, <laughs> Maybe we can have it. We can do that. That can be the Jay episode. We talked to him about hats <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, Patrick's glasses, I love, I, I think on a previous episode or recently when we were speaking, you kind of talked about what kind of glasses they are. You you had named them previously. Is that correct? Oh, those glasses remind me sort of of Del Boca Vista from, from okay. Morty Seinfeld lives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I love that he's wearing these giant glasses. I don't, I don't, I think they're sunglasses. Yeah. And I think, uh, cause, uh, when I saw him a month or so ago at that Dundas West Fest show, he was wearing his regular glasses underneath them. Right. Um, so it's definitely like a, like a, like check out these cool glasses thing, which is great. Right. You know what I mean? Like Patrick, like we talked about with him on his episode in his, in his 2021 interview with us, one of the fantastic things about a new Sloan record was what is Patrick going to look like? Right. Yeah. And here he is, you know, you look at the difference between 12, and steady is a completely different guy like he's right. like completely unrecognizable um and he just looks cool as shit they all do they look yeah. fucking awesome yeah and uh you know i, I will say yeah I've, I've heard the album and it, we'll talk about that in future episodes and perhaps we'll be allowed to have a sort of preview episode or maybe it's something we can exclusively talk about with jay if they're not going to do a murder pot episode in that regard you folks listening to this in the future know how that all shook out but uh for us we're definitely gonna hopefully talk about sloan study before it's october 21st 2022 release um but for now like again like we said we just have this artwork i would say that the, the as you were saying a callback visually yeah we know that the drums on steady were recorded with a four track yeah. similar to one chord to another uh you know and, and in the same way it's sort of that two-tone cover like one chord um and like and like you were saying too, it kind of has a bit of a navy blues vibe. It, it, it's almost like if you took one chord navy blues and between the bridges and yeah. put them in a blender, a, a visual Photoshop blender, and just spit it out. It looks like this, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I hope I'm not blowing their collar when when we sort of recognize that the Sloan Steady logo in the upper left yes. is sort of a pay, paying tribute to Rocksteady Productions which was the production company putting out the, the first or, you know, Murph might argue the quality Kiss albums of the 70s, you would find that logo, Rocksteady Productions, on, on the reverse. Yeah. Uh, so there is some similarity between that font and, and, and that design. That's sort of, I think, where the inspiration came from. Yes. And as we know, Slow and Steady wins the race. That's right. My, my typographical research uh, tells me that this font is called... Uh, chantilly cereal um and it's a uh sort of a fat sans serif font but what i really like about this font is the way the t looks and if you look at the slant on the t um it's like a triangular thing so love the font uh love the fact that it's another photo photograph sort of a washed out grayscale photograph on top of a single color in this case black that's something that spans a few releases in the sloan catalog that type of styling uh but it 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 works out really well here 
kind of almost carrying on from the styling of 12, but as opposed to having a very sort of in-your-face, brash, orange and magenta, this is very decent in its in its uh, grayscale monochromatic handling. So super eager to hear the album. The album cover, uh, in my mind, is already a classic. And just a little spoiler alert, the album's fucking incredible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and again, you mentioned 12 a second ago. I mean, 12 is fine. But yeah, for me, this, this is this album cover creams that one yeah uh they look awesome again it, i'm almost getting kind of like a 70s spy movie vibe like an ocean's right. 11 thing right. or something where these guys are you know not to be fucking trifled with and uh, andrew definitely looks like he, he could beat the shit out of you i do remember on his andrew scott is terrified special that he aired speaking with one of the guests about sort of that stoic look on everybody's faces he, he kind of talked about early in the band you know when you're playing at different shows and festivals and stuff it's like who can have the most intense sort of resting bitch face you know to sort of intimidate the other bands i mean what's the line from the song keep everyone intimidated right. tip of the hat to murph right. um you know so you're not going to find album covers of these guys at all where they're just like smiling and joking around and having right. fun right. you know we could talk about you know the uh 1993 bootleg or whatever but uh right. other than that they're pretty stone faced and looking pretty serious in all yeah. their photos and so this is sort of in keeping with that yeah and whereas on 12 it maybe looks a little irksome or uh, perturbed they just look cool as fuck here. Yeah. Like, you know and we know that obviously because of the world events and whatnot this album was sort of put together a little more piecemeal and maybe not as uh, uh, done with as much unity perhaps. Um, but uh, these guys look like a fucking unit. They look like a band of bad motherfuckers uh, who are going to rock your socks off. And Hey, that's exactly what's going on. So yeah, the right. cover is very indicative. I think of what the album sounds like. That's right. Curb your enthusiasm because we're just getting into the top five now. And I this episode's going to be five hours long. Jesus <laughs> oh Christ. God, I will be generously editing. I so my favorite album. Uh, I have never hear the end of it at number five, and not at number one or two or three or four for a few reasons. Uh, but I'll talk about the things that I really like about this cover first. First of all, the guys look fucking awesome. Um, yeah, you know Jay with a pop collar looking badass. Uh, Andrew like about to beat the shit out of you patrick has sort of his spiky gray hairstyle that worked really well for him for a couple of years there in the mid 2000s chris is in the back in this one which i find really interesting it's also it has that renaissance painting composition it's a pyramid composition on the cover so two guys are standing jay's the tallest in in in, in this perspective two guys are sitting beside them it almost looks like it was taken in just the back corner of their rehearsal space like it looks as though you're just sort of catching yeah. them on the fly when they were creating this album, which is exactly what the album sounds like, right? You're listening to them play the music in the rehearsal space. So there are elements of, you know, they're, they're non-produced elements that are making their way onto, onto the tape. Um, and that's, that, that's happening on the album cover too. The, the font, the use of font here, fantastic, uh, all caps Optima. I, I, I like the fact that, uh, there's a little star separating Sloan and never hear the end of it. It's Me very, too. very yeah. subtle, and you just notice it after after looking at it three or four times. You know, it's it's also it's the pink album, right? Like any any good band, oh. you should. And and Aaron Pinto actually today, uh, I don't know if you saw his stories on Instagram. He he 
he did a color palette for each of the Beatles album releases, although he kind of cheated because some of the stuff that he was sampling was like, you know, inside artwork or whatever. But um, right. you associate, and this is just a simple mind thing, right? Like you can, you can associate a color with an object or with a, with a thing really, really simply. And this is the pink album. And just like Sloan has a blue album and Sloan also has a orange album, this is the pink album. Um, and so that's the one thing as well that I, I really like about how this was executed is that you can't mistake in this for any other release and it immediately pops into your eye. Now, why is it not in my top four? There's a couple of things happening here that are still for me a little bit irksome. I, I know this was this was intentional and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it does give me a little bit of a colorization theater vibe. The 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 way in which the the, the depth of the color range has been simplified means that the skin tones of the guys really melds with that sort of salmon pink background. So it, it, it looks a little bit, I guess, flat in that regard. It's not quite as well-defined, I guess, as some of the other photos that we see. So it's a little bit more lo-fi, which is in keeping with the, the musical content of of the record, but it almost looks like it's a painting, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really almost... It, it, Maybe, maybe it is that. Maybe it's sort of that, that sort of watercolor um, effect that you can use on, on some photo editing uh, programs where you go in there and just say, you know, replace this color with an overlay of this color. So it's it's a little bit washed out in, in that sense. But I, I love this cover and I really think that it almost has maybe the best fit to the musical. Con- this and the double cross, right? They both have a really good fit to the to the actual content musically of of the album totally man uh yeah this one's a little higher on my list i will take a big deep breath here before i talk about it <laughs> holy <laughs> shit where do i start this album cover again i'm using the word perfect it's fucking perfect and you mentioned the little sort of star in between sloan and never never hear the end of it um i made a i made a fun little bootleg for myself yeah. uh sloan dvd recently and i was creating the artwork for it and i was very careful to include that star as well right um but uh yeah fantastic little uh addition there i love the font um i i did have the font at one point i don't recall exactly what it is but um is it optima uh, let's just call it we, we can call it optima i'm comfortable sure. with that but uh, anyway yeah great great font um and yeah, what else to talk about? There was the there were these cool. There was a magazine that I had when I was a kid that had tons of ads in it where it was a black and white photo, kind of retouched with color. Right. Uh, and I just loved that aesthetic. I, I would cut them out, and I had a series of comedy tapes when I was a kid called "Completely Insane" of me just like jackassing on, you know recording myself doing parody songs and skits and shit and uh so i used those cutouts as the cover art for my completely insane tapes uh and a very similar look here where it's it's a it's a black and white photo or a color photo made black and white and then kind of retouched with color but i love a lot of the uh, similarity colors here like jay's shirt the yellow that pops there is very similar to the floor um chris and and jay both have the same sort of auburn hair color uh andrew and patrick both have the sort of same silver hair color Mm. um i i love the way everybody looks here jay with that fucking awesome jacket and the shirt i don't know what that what's on the shirt i'm dying to know it looks like it says either rocker or record or something yeah maybe it's a a record label or a record store or something 
and yeah, man, what else? And then again, the pink, like just such a solid color. I remember seeing, uh, we, we, we talked to two of the guys on the show previously, but I remember seeing Rooney in 2002 or something. And, uh, Robert Schwartzman was playing like a pink fender. And after that, I was like, right, pink. Yeah, that's a rock and roll color. And I wore pink pants for years in bands. And I dreamed of having like a Vista light, clear pink drum kit. Right. So yeah, when, when I, this is not hot pink, this is never heard the end of it. Pink is very it's 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 moving into magenta but it's also light and subtle it's like a yes i don't want to say salmon but it's it's the perfect pink salmon's a good good uh, descriptor it's sort of the early heart foundation brett the hitman heart pink which i'm a huge fan of as well (laughs) uh it's not super it's not too hot not too dark it's just right Right. uh not too hot not not too cold anyway yeah just so fantastic and what else can i say about this i I will admit you know i i I don't want to brag i was at jay's place once Right. And so from that memory, and there are, there are videos of Jay's Place 2 online, the video where uh, they have the uh, echo chamber skit where Chris is adding echo to a song and then uh, Jay's bat signal goes off and he has to call the studio to say, hey, take the echo off the track. Right. In, that vid- in that video, he's in his living room and in the uh, in the uh, Jay solo shows, he's performing in his living room. So I can right. state that it's not that I just have this memory, but I believe this is the corner of Jay's living room. Right. I could be wrong. Cause I see a bike there. Maybe it's Andrew's house. Right. Um, but anyway, it's definitely somebody's house. It's definitely somebody's place. And I love that too. I don't know if it's necessarily that maybe it is their space. I don't know. Right. Uh, come to, come to Sloan cast for the, I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, t- so much information and insight. But uh, yeah, for me, this one's this one's further up the this one's further up the list for me, uh, and I'll talk maybe I'll think about more things to say about it when we get there, bro. Okay, well then let's go right into my number four. Did we do my number five? That was your number five, right? Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. You okay, go. so I'll give you my number five, and then we'll talk about it more when we get to it. How's okay, that? yeah. Because I feel like this is one that we got to talk about. My number five, Navy Blues. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and again, again, God. I know. Trust me, dude. You're you're never hear the end of it. At five, blew my mind. All right. So this is going to be a contentious one. So okay. we're going to go a little deeper on Navy Blues one when you expose okay. it as your right. top three or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but for me again, it's such a fucking classic. It's so perfect, but it is it's it's outweighed by the by the by for me by the albums that are that are coming out of it here in the in the list. Okay. Yeah. No. Hit me with your number four, man. Yes, are we are are we there? Number four. The number four, and my my number four is one chord to another. Um, holy shit okay. yeah which is um the, like I, I think for me it has almost the perfect composition almost the perfect composition of any of any of any of the covers that we're talking about because it's super simple um there's a lot of motion in it um it's kind of angular like the way in which the the image is tilted and the way in which jay is, is sort of forming the 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 main diagonal line across the image is really cool um, I love that blue tone. That is such a great blue tone. Uh, it's just and and the way in which it serves as the background for for a black and blue just works perfectly. Uh, it's a rock record, right? So you have a fucking Mustang right in in the foreground. You have, Hell yeah! You know you have you have the 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 organ and and a whatever transistor radio or whatever that is, uh, right right there. So it looks like this is a rock band, not just four guys. For me, it's all about the blue tone. This is the blue album. This is that blue tone. That's if you were to put that blue tone on 
I don't know, like a magic marker or something and tell me that to, where does this balloon tone come from? I would be able to tell you right away where that, where that tone is. Like I, I would memorize the, my brain has memorized the, the CMYK values of, of that particular blue tone. The thing that's holding this back for me, there's a couple of things that, that are holding this back from being in the top three. First of all, it's the fact that the top three is the top three, and those are like not remo- removable in any way from, from my top three. Secondly, though, Helvetica almost seems like it's too generic to be a Sloan font. And I know that this was not... Like, Navy Blues was the icebreaker in terms of, wow, like, this is font, right? This is typography. Helvetica seems to me like it's too default font on MS Word to be to be being used on a, on a, on a Sloan album. But, you know, on the other hand, this is a low-budget album, right? Like, this was not uh, something that they were shelling out a bunch of money for. And I know they could have used a different font. Uh, and then that wasn't a cost factor, but in many ways it reflects sort of that um, that more bare bones production of, of, of the album. So one chord comes in at number four for me. I obviously know that it's higher for you. I, I'd be interested to hear your number four, though. Well, you know what? We've already talked about my number four, and so I'll say it's Commonwealth. Okay. Uh, again, because I like like I, I put it way up on the list for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. Um, and again, when we're talking about top five here, even top six, seven, these are perfect. They're kind of interchangeable in a way, right. you know what I mean? And you know, I, I I might have an argument with myself like I did earlier, where I'm sort of moving the top three around in my brain. It's really difficult to kind of land on one. So again, in this top five here, it's impossible really to land these in any kind of order because they're so fucking perfect. But yeah, my number four is Commonwealth. My number three is one chord. So let's just get back to it here. Again, perfect. Perfect. This album cover is fucking perfect as far as I'm concerned. You know, you mentioned the font thing. It was something that I hadn't really uh, considered previously. I always just assumed that it was a reference to, you know, some record from the 60s or 70s or whatever. And I love that that font kind of remains throughout the rest of the album. I love the way the song titles look on the back, even though we're not talking about the back and on the interior. Um, but yeah, you know, you would even think looking at this photo, looking at Jay's hair or something, you would think that there is white there or that there yeah. are highlights there. And in fact, it is just black and blue, which is something, you know, incredible. Uh, we know that this photo was taken by Catherine Stockhausen. Um, so she is fully into, you know, she's the go-to murder records photographer at this point. Mm-hmm. And so and, and a, a classic from her, I believe she has, and I mean, for sure they're in the one chord box set, but on her website, she may have one or two outtakes from this as well, uh, where we see Pat Patrick a bit more. Uh, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, on two albums in a row, Patrick's got his hand on his cheek. Um, Andrew is somewhat hidden. Like if you're not looking for him, you might miss him there in the middle. He's sort of in between Chris and Jay. Uh, And, and, and and we'll talk about action pack shortly. I think for you very soon um, about instruments on the, on album covers. You know, we have uh, Chris's bass, the Mustang on the cover of action Pact, And we've got Jay's guitar here. Just so classic, so cool looking, you know, it's like seeing spaceman three with guitars on an album cover. It's just like, give me more of that. Like, I just, I just love it. I could look at that all day. Um, and Chris had a quick comment here on the discography account about this. He says, <clears throat> 
We pressed vinyl of one chord to another. It was pretty flimsy, and the blue color was lighter than it was supposed to be originally. I remember uh, sitting in Kinko's with my friend Andrew Glencross, who was trying to figure out how to create the desired effect by making the image a duotone in Photoshop. This posterized duotone look became the basis of the Sloan artwork for years to come. And again, yeah, we are seeing it here for the first time. Mm. Um, I got into this look when Ian McGettigan showed me some graphic annuals he had taken out of uh, the NASCAD library. I loved them and started to collect them and pilfer them for ideas. So thank you, McGetts, for introducing Murph to this. Because, uh, again, we have this not only this classic album artwork, but uh, others to come for years. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, I don't even know what to say. I, like, when this record came out and I got really into it, this was everything I needed in an album cover. It was simple. Yeah. Again, the 12 inch of this looks so gorgeous. If you have a copy, if you don't, I know they're available on slowmusic.com right now. As of this recording, the reissues, please get yourself one. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, this, this photo up close, the blue up close. Um, you know, I remember going to the varsity arena show in 97 and buying this and just protecting it with my life, yeah. uh, <laughs> protecting it from getting cr- crumpled and destroyed. And it is one of my most prized possessions. Um, just such a beautiful work of art Absolutely. as is the album. Absolutely. Uh, we're li- we're lining up quite well actually in our in our rankings. I haven't there haven't been too many big surprises for me in your list, but I, I'm I'm actually really happy about what we're about to delve into in the top three and the fact that Action Packed has made both of our top threes. Yes. For, for, so is it your number three? It's my number three. Um, cool. And cool. for me, like <laughs> this, this was actually really difficult. Was was two and three for me were pretty difficult because action packed is again i I love composition i I, you can get a sense that i really like graphic album covers graphic-y looking designy looking album covers action packed does that i think super well the composition here as well is 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 amazing it has that triangular composition that we're seeing in a lot of these uh last covers that we've been talking about I love the fact that you have four different graphic styles for each of the four members of Sloan uh, and their depiction. There, there's there's a lot of like subtlety in the way that these four images of the band members are overlapping with each other. And I only just recently, a couple of months ago, looking at this album cover as an LP, holding it in front of my head, realized that Jay's Rickenbacker is on the cover and is actually on the cover in a pretty prominent way. And that Andrew's knee emerges from Jay's Rickenbacker or, or emerges from Jay's body. And it's like, there's a lot of subtle stuff happening here that you don't really pick up on. But first and foremost, this is a fucking rock and roll band on this cover, which yeah. lines up well with a cut. Like this is all four guys playing their main instrument in action which is what Action Pact is. And so that combined with the color, with this awesome orange, which isn't super bright in your face, but you know, it, it looks like a you know a color of a of a of a muscle car or something like a Chevy Camaro <laughs> that you get in this action packed orange. Um, combined with these gray tones. I, I believe, and I, I can't remember if the I'm also not at home right now, but I can't recall if the vinyl has that uh, glossy finish to the to the different tones, but the CD definitely did or does. 
I recall that it does, yeah. Jay, Jay has like a silvery tone going on, so it also reflects his chrome, its 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 muscle car. It, it fits perfectly with the album and the type of music that the album is conveying. Um, I love the font. I love the fact that there's no space between Sloan and Action in Action yes. Pack, so it's Sloan Action Pact. I love that you can just see the headstock on on Chris's Mustang base. The guys look so cool. They're all coming at you from different angles. Andrew's looking down at you. You are the floor tom in this scenario. Um, Chris has his like I, these are my favorite Chris glasses. They're the ones that would constantly fall off on stage. Um, his hair, he's got sort of the mid-length hair. Patrick is not wearing glasses in this one, interestingly. Yeah. Um, and he's got sort of that, that mid-length hair that he had also in the rest of my life video. Right. So there's just a lot of really great stuff happening on the action-packed album cover. Um, we don't have a whole lot of insight into this album cover because I guess it's technically not a Murder Records release. Um, not yet. Not yet, but I I would love for there to be an action-packed re-release at some point. I know we say this about every fucking album this band releases, but this is, <laughs> this is for me one of the albums whose production is, and, and, and you know, birth in general is shrouded in so much kind of almost secrecy because of where it was done, of, of who produced it, and, you know, of, of how it came about. So just such a great statement, uh, and I'd love to learn more about, about what happened uh, in, in making this cover. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like a dork. Again, my shit's all packed away and I didn't think ahead. So I don't even know who took this fucking picture. Um, but obviously it would be the same photographer who took the interior pics and all of the other promotional photos were action packed. I have to assume like the clothes are the same. The look is the same. <clears throat> and they were really going for, I mean, I, I imagine they were in a studio somewhere and, the guy put on either the record itself or other music and the guys are kind of just playing along and jamming along and just having a good time looking awesome. Um, you know, uh, to be specific, uh, from Andrew's perspective, you are his hi-hat pedal, I think, right. uh, or you're just to the, his immediate left. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but he's got, those are his pro Mark sticks. I right. want to say that they are, uh, five A's or there are there like the, the pro Mark rock. I think they're pro Mark for people who are stick fans um they are pro mark rock for stickman you can say kind of stickman. Yeah, for stickman henry stickman but uh yeah for anybody interested i, I believe that that's what they are I, I have an andrew stick somewhere and I'll, I'll pull it out and verify that but i'm but they're pro mark for sure for the drummers out there you can see the pro mark lines on the stick which i think is fucking awesome little subtleties like that are great um but yeah everybody kind of has a different tone like the yeah. color of the Ray that makes up Jay makes Patrick's face. And, yeah. you know, you wouldn't be able to see Chris's face were it not for Andrew's leg behind him. Um, so, so it's almost as if these these colors kind of just overlap and, and, and pop. I love, like you mentioned, the Sloan Action Pack uh, uh, title and the font there. It's very similar-ish to the one-chord font, um, but in this case, everything's uppercase, and it's just a matter of whether something is bold or not. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you mentioned the Rickenbacker from Jay. And I'll say myself, I haven't even really noticed how prominent it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and, and obviously the first time you look at the cover, you might even miss Jay. He's sort of like a ghost kind of. Yeah. He, he's, he's probably taking up the most space on the record, yeah. on the album. 
Um, but he's there. He's there to sort of like laying the, the color foundation in terms of the colors that we talked about previously. This is very much a very similarish gray to between the bridges. The orange sort of gold color is almost identical to the bodies on the cover of Pretty Together. The four on the cover of Four Nights at the Palais Royale. Um, yeah, so lots of cool shit going on, as you were mentioning. Great haircuts all around here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is just such a fucking awesome album cover. Again, like you said, they're on BMG here. Um, this is not an official murder release, so we don't have a ton of additional information about it. And maybe that's, uh, and I can't wait to at some point do an action packed episode or two. Uh, perhaps oh take up, uh, yeah, take up Patrick on his offer to do one with us and talk about it. Uh, and then also go in, into greater detail in another episode. But yeah, so I can't wait to touch on Action Pact. Um, and this one, for me, for sure, uh, I'll just say it now, because I talked about One Chord being my number three, Action Pact is my number two. Okay. Uh, and I, and I, I really wrestled again like you did with the top three. Like, these are okay. interchangeable. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I want to I add one note about Action Pact's artwork. The, the four members get larger as they go further into the background on the cover. So this <laughs> is the smallest and Jay is the largest. If you look at the step on a Gene seven inch, which takes yes. pictures from the same series, Chris yep. is the largest and Jay is the smallest. So oh, they they take yes, they they reverse that for the very well known step on a Gene seven inch, which I guess which was, is uh, another yeah fantastic <laughs> bit of artwork. I, I do like though. I mean, I, I don't know that it would have been Chris going like I'm small on the cover, so I got to be big <laughs> so on I the seven inch. On but the- I like that. <laughs> the idea of the, d- the democratic process working on yes. on these artwork as well is, is incredibly uh, entertaining. Little known fact. Um, all right. So, uh, <laughs> well, I guess, are we into our top two now? Yeah. So I've told you that my two, my number two is action pack. What's, what's your number two? My number two is, and this was really hard. All right. We'll get, we'll get into this in a little bit. My number two is pretty together okay. and pretty together is for me. Like, Which has got to be the most. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry. Got to be the most desperate cover for the two of us. Like my pretty together was my number ten. It's your number two. That's true. I think this is the one that we're the most off on. That's true. So I'm. I, I I can't wait to hear this. Please proceed. So a this is like it's it's like visual poetry, right? There's the color scheme here, complementary colors of this of this almost tealy blue which is completely different from the one chord blue, even though they're so close. Like it, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit lighter, a little bit greener. Um, very subtle, yeah. You know, very subtle, but that blue with that orange, which composes the bodies of, of, of the members of the band is also at the same time, the sky in which the sun is either setting or rising. And I think we've agreed that right. it's rising combined with like the, the really well pulled off, uh, nature in which the photograph of, taken by Catherine Stockhausen in Chris's living room, how that is is almost posterized um, into 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 these into these images of their heads plopped onto the photo background body, and that combined with 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 the sun itself, and then that awesome font, which is just riding and straddling the horizon, Sloan pretty pretty together in a very subtle way which is one thing also that i kind of like about the sloan album covers is that in in most cases neither the band's name nor the font and sorry neither the band's name nor the album's name are like super in your face in this case i think that that matches also quite well with um this idea of of 
you know, humility in the band not taking itself too seriously. And, you know, certainly I think moving into the second half of, of their career or into that phase of their career, humility was a really important quality to have, especially when going about um, trying to become a commercial success in places like the United States. But this album for me is just like the color scheme and the way in which this cutout artwork strikes you is second only to my number one album, which is which should be clear by now. Couple that with the fact that they just look fucking awesome, right? Like this is for yeah, me yeah. peak Sloan looks like 98 to maybe 2000, 2004, 2006. The guys are on point. Andrew has his like Dennis Wilson hair. You know, he's got like the salt and pepper thing. Uh, Patrick's classic glasses. Chris saw glasses. Uh, Jay still looking like he's 17 years old. The guys just look awesome. They're staring right at you. It's really kind of a somber expression and it it fits quite well with a lot of the music on the album so like for me this is just number i I, it's number one b uh and it's second only to my number one because my number one is actually my like number zero because it's the greatest fucking album cover of all time (laughs) which i had that number five you're honestly man like your description of pretty together there has me wanting to now put it a little bit higher because as i'm looking at it and hear you talking i'm just like god this is this is a fucking beautiful cover when you mentioned the head sort of being disembodied somewhat and being sort of like a separate layer is, is super interesting fuck i think for me the only thing that sort of keeps it back a little bit is just that like andrew jokes about the uh, the lights in the rest of my life video they're too hot for tv or whatever right um i guess just staring right at the sun even though it's just the you know the color white right. the, the, the the cover just sort of seems kind of bright to me right. but again we're talking about top five sun record covers here and you know i mean i have it in my top 10 right. uh it, but uh, fuck anyway. So we're talking about. Uh, I've I've mentioned that number two is my is, as action pack for me, and number one for you is Navy Blues. Yeah, man. This, this was a tough one. This is a tough one. I mean, like I had it at five, but again, like I was shuffling one through five like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please, it's, please proceed. I mean, of course, this is going to be plastered with nostalgia, right? But this is yeah. the album cover that I saw, and I knew regardless of what was in this I, you know I knew I knew the band I went out to get Navy Blues on its very first day um, but you know I would want to buy that album regardless of whether it was Sloan because yeah. that fucking thing looks so good um, I love you know that Hitchcock-esque constructivist sort of uh, abstract movie reel aesthetic. I, I I like the fact that you don't really even recognize who the four guys are until you look a little bit closer. Um, yeah. And I like I like the fact I like the idea that the four guys are posing, trying to recreate this Polish movie poster from the fifties. Um, right. I like that thought in my mind, like them trying to nail the poses right and it, it almost looks like so in 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 the actual movie poster for butcher the name of but pochang uh which is which means night train in, in polish apparently um thank you google translate 
but in the poster there's uh two um characters in the film who are about to kiss and it almost looks like chris and andrew are about to kiss in this picture right like they're really (laughs) but it's like they're wearing it and they're they're they execute immaculately on on this i mean i don't want to say it's a copy of the poster it's very very close but it's it's a great homage and that combined with that super striking color scheme of uh black red yellow and then the white uh the white highlights it it, it just pops pops off the shelf screams for your attention without having to use like neon flashy vibey stuff i love on the vinyl that the stripes are also glossy so that they they're a lot better visible the the fonts that are used are fantastic uh we talked about avant-garde um, an avant-garde being such an interesting font because all the all the glyphs that you can get from avant-garde so you can have a normal v shape which is you know like upright like this or you can have a v shape that's sort of where one side is straight up and down and the other side is at a 45 degree angle and you can create all kind of kinds of interesting movement in in your script with that and that's what they did with with uh, avant-garde across uh navy blues and four nights of the palais royale um, and, or, and and the Sloan cast episode title cards, right? They and the Sloan cast episode title cards, which I kind of where where I go a little bit buck wild with the glyphs. Um, mm-hmm. You know the way that that sits on top that that navy blue sits on top of that Sloan typography, which I think they had to construct that font because it was from the, the movie poster. But right. um, it just seems like you know this was like meant to be because it fits so well with that money city maniacs music video and it fits so well with that siren that's ringing at the at the beginning of the money city maniacs uh song and it it just fits so well kind of with that retro-ish vibe of the album and it's it's for me this is the highest expression of visual art in in any rock artist's album art as far as i'm concerned or at least from what i've seen if anybody knows anything better than than throw it at me but this is for me the pinnacle of of album artwork it's it's fantastic again we have, i've been using the word perfect earlier and even though i have this one at number five it, it's perfect in every way and and again i wrestled with this one big time uh, another one where you have to see this in the 12 inch version and i and i'm sad to say that the reissue um, is missing that sort of like glossiness to the lines okay. that are going through. Um, so, so there there is a gloss that's there on the original '98 pressing mm-hmm. with the red line and the transparent uh, black lines going through Jay and then through Andrew and Patrick. Yeah. Um, so it's so the repress is not exactly the same. Uh, that might have just been like a cut cost cutting measure rather uh because i think i don't i don't know if the repress i don't have a copy of the repress i don't know if it's even a gatefold but um perhaps it is but uh anyway yeah so a a slight difference there between the original and the and the reissue but um yeah just absolutely gorgeous um it, it definitely pays tribute to that movie poster uh, and it's it's funny that you that you mentioned that the gentleman is is sort of seemingly kissing the woman on the original artwork uh, on the chin, and therefore in this reconstruction, Andrew must be sort of kind of doing that to Chris. And I remember there's a funny conversation on Much Music at the time where Master T or Rick the Temp or somebody asked Jay and Patrick like, how come Chris is the only one on the cover who gets a whole head? And I think 
Patrick's answer was, well, who do you think put the artwork together? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so Chris, of course, has cast himself in the middle. And right. in keeping with my Chris is dead theory from years ago, right. he's the one with the with the death red line striked right through his head. Oh, there it is. Uh, so interest, interesting in that regard. But yeah, like you said, it's. I mean, unless you're really looking at first glance, you kind of don't necessarily recognize the members. Chris and Andrew here are sort of somewhat interchangeable, right. save for the glasses uh, and and that classic Jay Ferguson profile and uh yeah just a, a classic perfect album cover for a classic perfect album and um yeah i love the way the red pops you know i don't think we have such a um striking red on any of the other covers save for maybe chris's jacket on twice removed that might be the only other occurrence um but yeah it, uh, that red against the black looks amazing and uh, I know uh, we were talking about sort of a glossiness and a sort of a sheen here as well. Uh, I believe that the Sloan Steady artwork follows that in that the, that the sort of silver gray scale of the guys on the front has a bit of a sheen or a glossiness yeah. to it as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, can't wait to see that. <clears throat> Pardon me. Can't wait to see that one. By, by process of elimination, this means that your number one is never hear the end of it. Good job. Yeah, man. Uh, and again, this was uh, such a tough one for me. Um, and, and we've already talked so in depth already about Never Hear the End of It. But um, yeah, I got to put it up there uh, for all the reasons mentioned earlier. Like, it's it's hard to have it be eclipsing album covers like Action Pact and One Chord and Commonwealth and Navy Blues and Four Nights. Um, but for me, it's just got a certain i don't know what uh, if you will um a specialness um it's an original photo it might be sort of in the way that they're laid out um this might be uh, taken from inspiration from another band photo or some from some other image but it's not something that is instantly recognizable or taken as far as i'm concerned from something like a like a graphic annual like the navy blues one right. um it's an original as far as i can tell image i'm such a sucker for pink i love it yeah uh, again i think it's the bret hart fan in me or something but it just it just works on so many levels it's so beautiful to look at and um if i had to if i had to irk out you know if i had to duke it out between the two today i pick never hear the end of it tomorrow i might pick navy blues or action pack or one chord it's so hard <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, respect to your Navy blues being your number one selection. Uh, never hear the end of it was mine. I'm curious to know listener. What was your number one? What's your top five? Let us know in the comments. Uh, when we post about this episode, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to hear, and I would love to hear not only what your favorite album cover is, but why it is. Yes. And, uh, you know, and then how hardly do you disagree with our lists? <laughs> yes. We will post our individual lists, uh, when we post this episode. So the 16 album covers that compose the core Sloan music catalog around the LPs, uh, the two official EPs and four nights. Uh, so have at it in the comments. Uh, and don't forget, these guys are really A1 class material in terms of composing, not just amazing music, but full packages with complete album artwork. And you know what? They're still doing it after over 30 years. So up your nose with the rubber hose. Uh, <laughs> and around the bend. That's yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's fitting that the greatest band of all time would have the greatest artwork of all time. And I, can th I think when going through this list, you know, you chop these, uh, you stack these uh, album covers up against, you know, the classics. And I think in a lot of cases, they eclipse them. Yes. Um, so, you know, very cool. 
Man, I just want to say right before we go here, obviously some dates as of this recording coming up. We've got August 26th uh, in Perry Sound with the guys, August 27th in Prince Edward, Ontario. Uh, so if you're out there, if you, uh, make sure if you don't already have tickets, get them. And if you're at the show, take lots of photos, send them to us. We'd love to also see what the set list looked like and kind of talk about that stuff. Um, so yeah, send that information in, please. And obviously, October 21st, everybody's got to keep it in their calendar. Sloan Steady is out. Uh, the new record, Sloan Steady wins the race. And uh, yeah, very excited for that. Uh, so anything else to add, Ken? I'm just shaking in my boots waiting for Steady to drop. So from what I've been hearing, awesome album. Uh, I hope everybody out there is hyped about it. You know that you can count on us to be dropping some content on that whenever we're able to. So stay tuned and keep Sloaning. Absolutely. And you know you can count on Sloan to be the greatest fucking band of all time. So we'll catch you next time on Sloancast. Bye, everybody.